0: i Good evening, good evening. This is Harriet Westmore with the More Wine and Music Podcast. The podcast where I discuss wine with wine and music over a glass of wine. I'll get that right one day. I don't know when, but I'll get that little little same one day right. All right, I hope everybody is having a good evening. I decided to upload... On a Saturday night instead of Fridays, Um, quite frankly, I wasn't really um, prepared um, with the content um, last night. So I wanted to give an extra day so I can get everything um, prepared as far as the research of who I'm going to be talking about today. So. Before I get started into the uh, episode number nine, um, I wanted to remind everybody to check out the morewineandmusic.com um website where I have, I still I have my t-shirt. We have t-shirts and also I have a tote bag. Hope everybody can see it very nice tote bag with the more wine and music podcast logo on there. Hope everybody can see it. Very nice. Um it's all available on the website as well as the coffee mugs. Now in the tote bags and in the t-shirt it comes in the t-shirt comes in a white and black with the um <clears throat> more wine and music podcast logo and the tote bag comes in the black which I just showed you in a kind of a beige canvas. So either one would go great. And I, you know, hope you support it. And, you know, you can, this is a cute little bag where you can put little items in. So go ahead and um, check out the website that is on the screen. Okay, with that out of the way, let's start into episode number nine of the more wine and music podcast and this week we are going to be talking about the um, biography of one of another blind musician artists his name was blind Willie McTell. I don't know if anybody is familiar with him Um, after researching and um, reading about him he was quite popular and I think he was probably one of the Ones that kind of live longer than most of them, most of the early blues artists. So, I mean, he, you know, he lived longer than most of them. So Blind Willie McTell was a blues and ragtime musician whose music career thrived between the thir- 20s and the 30s. His music fell upon the acoustic blues, the Piedmont blues um, the East coast blues genre. So he had that type of style. If anybody is um, familiar with those type of style of blues, he kind of falls into that category. He was born William Samuel. Now this is a controversy. It was either McTeer. Um, that was the controversy, you know, once again, um, these artists, their early years, their birth information has been, is you know, predominantly screwed up. So, but um, but it was believed that his actual name was a McTeer, but he changed it to McTell. And he was born in eighteen ninety eight in Thompson, Georgia. Um, he was either born partially blind or or he was. That's still another controversy: whether he was born partially blind or he was born, you know, fully blind at birth, or whether he lost his eye, um, eyesight in early childhood years. That's still a um, that's still a, a mystery. No, you know, the information is so you know controversial. Nobody knows. Um, it was said that he was born out of um, wedlock. Um, his mother. Um, was 14 years old when he, she had him, and the father, um, Ray, I think his name is Ray McTell or McTeer. Um, he was married, um, but he wasn't in too much, he wasn't so much into um, little Willie's life. Um, probably for obvious reasons, he was married, but anyway, um, despite. Willie being blind, I mean, he had a strong sense of touch and hearing, which is, you know, pretty common for those who are, you know, don't have blind sight. Their strong points are kind of compensates for like the hearing and and the smell and the touch is usually the senses are stronger, you know, to compensate what was lacking in um, eyesight. And um, he was adept in listening and, and you know he had a keen ear to listen you know to music and with it everything that's around him so he um honed that craft honed that ability um with different sounds um he his family mom um and his um rest of his siblings i think he had uh maybe not sure. I think he came from a large family. Wasn't sure, but I thought I read where he came from a large family. And um, eventually, leaving out of uh, Thompson, Georgia, he decided to, his mom decided to move into uh, another area of Georgia, which was Statesboro, where she s- sought employment um, in the lumber industry. Um, Like I said, his father has since abandoned them, leaving him under the care of his mother. He intended um, he was able to attend various blind schools. So he learned how to read and write in Braille. So that that was something, you know, that was a very, you know, plus for him to able to. Uh, Continued education. Even though he was blind, he was able to um, was go to um, blind school and be able to uh, learn to read and proficiently write, which you know incidentally helped him because he uh, was able to write his own music. Um, McTell developed an interest in playing in music at an early age. His first um, instrument of what he played was the harmonica, and the accordion. After that, he began learning to play the guitar. Um, His family, he came from a rich family um, heritage, which was a a significant source of inspiration in his music um, career. His mother was instrumental in teaching him how to play the guitar. So his mom was a guitar player, which is interesting because most, you know, females, other than, you know, other than they can know how to sing in the church and everything like that, but being able to play an instrument and to teach her child to play the guitar that 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 was something a little, a little different. In the mid twenties, he adopted his signature twelve string guitar that he used throughout his uh, musical career, which is again unique because most of the artists they only played in a six string using six string guitar. Um blind Willie Mctell, he uh perfected and learned how to play the tw- twelve strings, which gave really a more richer a to- uh, richer sound in tone when you play the music, obviously because of more strings give you more uh tone, give you more sound. so he was able to do that, which was something unusual back then. Um, at in his teenage years, he started to perform entertain people by playing at carnivals and shows. His mom, I believe I think she died when he was around twelve or thirteen years old, so he was you know an adolescent going into teenage years when he lost his mom um, after his mom's death, he moved um from statesboro and into Atlanta area in Macon and other cities like that and he um joined the traveling medicine shows in Converse and and con carnivals sorry. um he also performed in churches and trained school functions. he um played you know on the streets, street corners, you know, as most of them did early in the early days. and everywhere, you know where there was an audience. so I mean, he played wherever there was an audience he he would play. In 1920, he had already become a renowned um, sensational performer in Atlanta, where he got many performing gigs in hotels, um, house parties, and public events. Um, McTell began his music career actually in 1927 in Atlanta. Um, his first record label was Victor Labels, where he recorded singles such as Writing Papers, Blues, Mama Train, Long for Day. Mr. McTell got the blues. And Stole Rider Blues. These songs were recorded under the stage name Blind Willie McTell. His first recording showed um, his um, ex- exemplary um, music ability to play his 12 string guitar. So, again, um, he was able to um, showcase his ability of um, bringing in that richness of sound through uh, using a 12 string instead of the, you know, the normal usual six string that most of them used. Um, he also recorded under different names, names such as um, Blind Sammy while working under the Columbia record. Um, Blind Willie McTell was under the Victor um, records in OK, which is O-K-E-H. That was another um, popular label back then. Um, On that label, he recorded under the name of Georgia Bill, um, Blind Willie under Vocalion, among many others. He had so he had a lot of different stage names um, and he recorded under different stage names Um, and he would record in different stage, you know, simultaneously he would record for this label under this name, this label under that name, you know, so he was doing all of that. Simultaneously, which is, you know, I don't know how he did that because who knows he could have, you know, recorded under a label and using the wrong um, pseudonym that he had, you know, had wanted to use for another label. So how he got it uh, all together, you know, who knows? Maybe, you know, he, he had ability to keep everything separate but working at the same time. So that's what you call multitasking now as far as his marriage life in 1934 he married um Ruth Kate Williams who later became um, Kate Mattel she had a career as an army nurse that she pursued while she traveled all over the perform all over performing so she was uh she had her own profession she was a, a nurse and an army nurse um, Kate Mattel and her husband differences in career paths were never a stumbling block as a they both practiced their craft concurrently. So while, like I said, while he was performing, um, playing music, she, you know, was in the army. I guess as, as an army nurse. So the, that didn't seem to um, clash between them. Um, she pursued that career for 37 years while he remained a performing art- artist until he died. McTell's um, music career was packed with a raft of a defiant spirit as he conducted his activities with unpopular perspectives. His approach to the blues was subtle. From different stage names and signing multiple records, deal again, you know, with him using all these pseudo names and recording from all these different record labels. I mean, um, after a while, you would think, after a while, it, it, it became kinda um cumbersome, so eventually a lot of the uh record labels dropped him, which caused his- um uh, music journey to you know to kind of slow down, and he wasn't getting the gigs and the you know the invites to a lot of the venues that he was before, so he had to go back to what he knows and which was performing in the streets. Um, he was able to work with some of the artists, include Curly Waver, Ruby Glaze and Muddy Buddy Moss. Um, before World War II, Blind Willie McTell performed in various joints around the Eastern Seaboard. He became renowned. Performer at the pig and whistle at the pig and whistle restaurant where he performed for tips at the restaurant's parking lot, which is kind of, you know, that's kind of degrading. You know, you got to walk up and down the parking lot, playing, performing at a restaurant parking lot for tips. I wouldn't call that um, high class performing at all, but I mean, he he did it. Um, This spot was significant for him as he earned um one of the last recording sessions in his music career after regal records um regal records um fred Middleton noticed him so i, I guess it, he got noticed by doing that but still i mean i don't know Again, I'm I'm looking at things from today's perspective, but back then, I mean, these artists did what they had to do and, you know, it, it got him, it got him some notoriety, you know, he got noticed from doing that. So from this, uh, Fred, uh, recording, um, producer, he noticed him and he was able to record, um, some more songs based on, you know, him. Playing for tips in a, a restaurant parking lot. Um, one of the most memorable, memorable songs in his music journey was a popular s- song called State Spurl Blues, which is his hometown, and that was recorded in 1928. The song became an inspiration to many musicians who adopted it and did various covers in its rendition. For instance, um, the Almond Brothers band did a rendition of the song ranked in the hundred greatest song of all time by the Rolling Stones magazine. Other music bands that did a cover of the song include Taj Mahaj that was in 1967 and the song has since reached millions of people following um, the rendition of, of that song Statesboro's Blues. Um, his impact on the blues Genre earned him recognition in the history of the blues music. He was inducted into the Blues Wall of Fame in 1981 to contribute um, to the growth of the music genre. He became the second musician from Statesboro, Georgia, to be inducted into the Statesboro Legends after Emma Kelly, popularly known as the Lady of 6,000 Songs. He was recognized for his contribution as a guitar. A guitar artist, a singer, and a recording artist whose music talent was felt among several music genres. Even though, you know, he was very popular, he did not earn, he didn't earn high, you know, high amounts of money. Um, He didn't enjoy the commercial success as he should have based on his talent. Um, most again, most of his performances and the, the audience that he performed were in front of, you know, local local venues. I mean, they weren't, you know, high class venues at all. Um, they were uh in the streets of where he was, um in Atlanta, in the Georgia area. I think he made it up to um Chicago or New York, but again, he didn't it wasn't like he was was in um larger audience venues. You would play in these local bars or, or you know restaurants or whatever. Um and because of the I mean it, he became despondent because of that. So I mean again, you know, not being able to make it and make the money that he, you know, so deserved he had to revert back to what he knows and that that was working, you know, in the corner of the streets for nickels and dimes, you know, which is, you know, to me is sad. Um, From 1957, Blind Willie Mattel became um, religious, which is another interesting note when you when most of these artists they feel that they they failed in um making the money that they you know thought they could uh, should have made or, or could have made um in in these um honky tonks or you know these big um venues then they revert back to what they know which is going back to 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 church <laughs> um and then he I, I guess from that point he decided to sing exclusively gospel songs. He felt that he was about to get into the horizon of um, a music career, prompting um, his style of from being a drunkard, uh, which he again—that's um, part of the the blues set of being a drunkard. Um, you know, whiskey, wine, and you know, blues. To um, He wanted to let that, that lifestyle go to be a religious person. He, um, he even became a preacher. So another preacher, another blue artist turned preacher at the Mount Zion Baptist Church, where he actually remained until his death. He died in 1959 at the age of 61 due to a cerebral hemorrhage condition. Um, he died in Milledgeville, um, state hospital in Georgia, and he was buried in Jones Grove Church in Thompson, Georgia, which is his hometown, um, well home county. Um, however, his um death went um, unnoticed. Um, <laughs> I mean, it went so much unnoticed that people thought he was still alive. In the sixties, he died in fifty nine. But I mean, that's how much his you know, he was went basically unnoticed. And it's usually interesting because a lot of them who die early or die, they really haven't their music really wasn't appreciated and recognized until after they're dead and gone. And I mean it, it was like decades later. Like um <clears throat> excuse me, Robert Johnson, you know, he died um at 27 in 1938. Um Pretty much unknown um, locally, but it wasn't until, you know, decades and decades later that, you know, people started to um, look, go back into the the vault and see some of these old artists and what they've contributed and, um, you know, it became appreciated. Um, his life and journey, Willie's life and journey remained um, relatively unknown during his lifetime. However, in 1977, Davis Evans, a blues lover, looked for his wife. His wife was still alive, and he, um, he interviewed her to recount the lives, the life of his um, of her husband. He became renowned after this interview, with musicians such as Bob Dylan playing tribute to him in a song dubbed "Blind McTell" in 1983. There is now a blues bar in Atlanta named after him, which often plays blues music. In addition, a blues music festival is held annually in his birthplace in Thompson, Georgia, and it's, and it's called the Blind Willie McTell Blues Festival. So that is the story of Blind Willie McTell. He was um, he was another um, trailblazer. Um is particularly because of his way his style is playing style of playing um the guitar using six string. I'm sorry, the twelve string instead of the six string. So I mean he made I mean, like all of them, they made their they each made their contribution to the music genre and they just didn't get their just dues, you know, like they should have. And it, it it's, you know, sad, but you know, this is why I I kinda want to, you know, recognize them, even though they've been dead and gone, um, you know, almost 100 years now, maybe, you know, close to 190 plus years, or you know, like over 70. But, you know, their music still ha- had an impact. I mean, they did something that most, you know, a lot of people were not doing back then, and they created a, a style of music that Later on, musicians tried, you know, picked up that uh, style and tried to um, emulate. So if it wasn't for them, there wouldn't be, you know, uh, musicians, you know, blues musicians today because of what they did, you know, in the early days. So, you know, I just wanted to make tribute to them and, you know, they're not forgotten. You know, they didn't get their just dues when they were, you know, alive, alive. Um, But I wanted to make sure that uh, people know who they were and, you know, that they get their just dues now. So that's it. Um, I like to uh, reference a lot of the references that I um, was given was called StatesboroHerald.com, which is um, the local Statesboro's newspaper. Um, So they had a lot of um, information um, about him. Also um, biography.com. And um, let's see. Bob Dylan he, on his website he had uh, about his the song the rendition of the song about Willie McTell was on um, Bob com. All right, so um, I like to thank um, those who are listening um for this week's um biography about blind Willie McTell. Next week I think I'm going to be starting to um I think I might have two more I'm wanna do and then I'm going to close this season out for the blues genre and then I'm going to go into um, another season and this, the next season will be about um, jazz. I'm not talking about the contemporary, which I love contemporary jazz. I'm talking about the actual original, the original style of jazz of how it started. So that'll be um, season two. Okay. Don't forget to um, check out the items that are available on the more wine and music, uh, .com website. And um if you have any comments if you want to hear a biography about um any blues uh artists that you um I think I'm going to do either two or three more and um I'm going to close out this season for the blues genre so if you have someone in particular that you would like to uh for me to talk about um please uh drop a line on the website um, I think I want to um do Sleepy John Estes, um, which you know has another uh connection to uh my history. I think my dad um knew him. I am and I I've been at his old house. I mean they have it now as a in a museum down in um down in Tennessee. So so I, I might um, do a biogar- biography about him alright so thank you for tuning in and um, you guys stay safe and take care and I forgot I don't think I told you what wine I'm drinking I am drinking um, white Zinfandel this evening so it's a little bit of rosé color white Zinfandel, which I, I like and, Dill, and it's been a while since I've had Zinfandel, so all right. You guys take care and talk to you next week. Bye. Sounds